Welcome back to another episode of the Next Generation Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Piper. Designing the technology of tomorrow is no easy task. Sure, it may seem easy, but it's easy not to think about the design process of something once it's already made. We tend not to think about all the work that goes into making the tech we bring into our everyday lives. All tech starts with ideas and blueprints. And once these ideas are paper, it's a long road to make them a reality. In our case, a virtual reality. On today's episode, we're talking about the digital space and the design processes behind them. Who better to talk to than those who are a part of the process, right? We have three guests today and together we're going to explore what digital visualization is all about. This is Patty Longwinter. I recently joined Siemens Technology and Software Partner, NVIDIA, where I'm now the Strategic Alliance Manager to Siemens Digital Industry Software. And I actually started my career as a designer, actually working on the drafting board, not even using CAD at the time. I was the first in my department to make the leap to CAD, and I was responsible for setting up the new processes and writing custom programs, which led me into software engineering, where I then worked to apply graphics technology to NX, and then ultimately I transitioned into product management, planning for the NX visualization products. I've been really lucky in my career to see the evolution of computer graphics technology over the years. I'm really excited to be working for NVIDIA, who revolutionized computer graphics with the invention of the GPU. I'm also glad that I can continue to work with the Siemens NX team to leverage the technology to bring great digital visualization solutions to NX design users. My name is Todd Perella, and I work in the NX product management organization, a team of industry product managers who take into consideration our eight core industry customer segments in terms of our product and planning process. And I'm also the manager for the NX design product. Today is the, is the core CAD product that most of all of our customers use to design their products. Prior to being a product manager here with Siemens Digital Industries, I was a design engineer at a consumer products company in the Boston area, a world-leading consumer products company. And I was a design engineer working across the industrial design and the engineering and production. My name is Dave Hutchinson. I'm a director of technology and operations within the Lightworks Group a subgroup of the uh, NX uh, team. And we're focused on providing high-end visualization software and services within the Siemens NX group. Also to external software OEMs and manufacturers. I've been involved in computer graphics my whole uh, career. And in fact, up until a year ago, we were part of a separate company of which uh, I was the CTO and we were acquired by Siemens. But I've spent time in development, pre-sales, product management, and leading our sales product and engineering teams within the Lightworks group. These three know a lot about the world of design and general visualization. It's not just a world of pretty pictures and pixels projecting onto screens. That's some of it, but not all. What is general visualization and really how does it work? Let me answer that in in terms of what general visualization is for design. We look at it as uh, three different aspects of visualization, and that's standard display for design work where you have to have, you know, very fast tools. It has to be efficient, but it's really all about understanding the shape of your design, relationships between objects in your design, 
and being able to simulate and evaluate the operation of your design. So standard visualization is a key aspect of, of visualization for design, for design tools. And then another aspect of visualization is realistic rendering. And it's really not just about a pretty picture and generating images, although that is an important aspect of it for, for marketing and for selling your product. It's really about communication. It's about being able to explain your design to other people understanding it yourself in the context of an environment and really a realistic representation of your of your model is not just about aesthetics but really understanding it whether it's a you know mechanical part or a factory you really need realistic rendering to understand what you're looking at and understanding your design your digital twin uh, the third aspect of, of visualization for design is immersive or 3d and currently we're using virtual reality and virtual reality tools. And this is about getting to realistic display in terms of a scale and the spatial relationships between objects. It's a, another important aspect in, and becoming even more important as the technology evolves. And so why would you say it's important for design? Again, it's really an NX visualization and visualization for design is about understanding and communicating your design. So that's understanding how your design is going to operate, are the shapes the way you want them. Describing them to other people is important in a 3D tool in the past, or if you're just looking at a 2D representation of your design, not everybody understands that. It takes a little bit of knowledge to take a, a 2D representation and correlate that to something that's real world, where we're getting more and more in visualization for design in realistic representations of the design. So on your computer or your laptop, you see it in 3D, you'll understand it better. But when you're in VR, you understand it even more. We see people put on the VR goggles and they understand conceptually that it's a good thing, but once they put the goggles on and they see their design, we hear a lot of, wow, I get it. This is my design and I'm actually seeing it before it's manufactured. And it's not only exciting, it's really important, again, for understanding. I know when I have used or, you know, tried these types of virtual reality type experiences, whether it be at trade shows or what have you, it really is unbelievable. One, like you said, once you get those goggles on and, and you feel like you're, you know, either on the manufacturing floor or somewhere else, it really puts you right there and you really can consume all of the, the detail of the part that you're really looking at. So what would you say is the main benefit of visualization? Again, I think it's really gets down to communication. It is having that interactive experience. Some of the use cases that you would use visualization tools for, of course, for your day-to-day -day design, if you're doing, if you're creating fillets or creating a new surface or, or putting your assembly together, in your design, you know, you have to visualize and you have to do it quickly. So that's that's really important. And the faster that you can do that, the faster, you, of course, you get your product out to market. And it gives you a more opportunity. It not only is less time to evaluate your design, gives you more opportunity for different design options, too, which is really important to differentiate your product is to have different design options. So that 
increase in you know productivity will help you with creating new designs and then again the communication to to others is really important too and and being able to do design reviews to generate images or to do interactive visualization during a design review really helps with understanding speeds up the process and getting those images out and especially for marketing images Getting those out before the product is even manufactured is really going to compress the the time that it takes to get your product out to the market. So who actually uses this technology, right? We know we can buy a VR headset online and play the coolest video game on the shelf. But beyond that, how do these visual tools function in the world? What industries have you seen benefiting most from visualization? You know, visualization is used extensively across our eight core industries that, that we serve in the market, but particularly when we think of realistic rendered visualizations, the automotive industry is, has been a, a very early and high adopter of that technology. Materials, colors, textures, lighting, those are all critical aspects to consumer goods that are, that are you know, evaluated in a showroom and people are making decisions on a product based on the way it looks as well as the way you feel and interact with it. They have been an early adopter and you would say equivalently the consumer products industry as well. You might classify and say any products that are going to be in tough competition on the in the consumer market where appeal, aesthetics, as well as ergonomics and, and function are all being weighed heavily to the success of that product. That's where we see it you know, used. Extensively, I would say that because of the advancements in technology, moving out of just a digital twin on behind a computer screen, but actually into this virtual reality world, the rest of our industries are really taking notice and and, and seeing a benefit there. As Patty mentioned, scale and proportion, and, and how do I live and interact and, and work with this product, and and so that's really brought visualization to those other industries. We see it in in large aircrafts and ships, right? So, so, you know, in the aerospace and shipbuilding and marine industries where they want their customers to get for this product in its actual scale, you know, scale on that magnitude is not something you can represent well behind a computer screen. Being able to, to actually immerse yourself into that product and then walk around it, that's, that's where we see those industries have really taken hold of and been interested in adopting you know, visualization tools. What I find interesting too is really the other industries or the other products where you wouldn't imagine that they would be interested in, especially generating realistic images. But we've got companies like design things like uh, pumps or heavy equipment that are generating their high-end rendering images for marketing, for putting on their website or discussing the design with a, with a specific customer. Still really important too, that, that sense of realism. And as Todd said, the scale, you know, the immersive visualization, the VR is really important for, for those industries too. Another question that kind of comes to mind is how do people change their approach to design with visualization or VR as opposed to traditional ways in the past? You know what? I think that as far as immersive visualization from from a design standpoint is that it's really augmenting the processes that they already have. 
So we like to think of, of VR as really an extension of, of your design environment. The 3D immersive environment is something that you can get to very easily with a single button click. So that will send you into what we, we think are, is really conceptually is really the, the 3D representation more than even on your laptop or desktop. So it's just really a different form factor that you're dealing with and in, in viewing your, your 3D design. So we're seeing people actually do design reviews in VR, whereas before they might generate some images, they're able to do interactive kind of uh, design review sessions. I think that would be one change that they're making is that they can actually take a look at the design and rotate it around and walk around it. And, and that really helps with the, uh, with the design review process. Interesting. Yeah, that's something that I that I wouldn't have thought of. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. What is the most innovative feature of the visualization technology? I mean, I consider it might not be from from the software. It's actually you know the hardware guys are driving the innovation in terms of the quality of the uh, you know eye tracking and things like this, so that you're actually feeling more and more immersed. But that's an NX product side of things. But that's keeping pace with how the hardware is evolving and you know, the fidelity of the displays inside the immersive environments, the quality of what you can show inside there, the interactions that you can make, eye tracking so that you, you don't notice you're inside a virtual environment just becomes a part of your natural environment. Yeah, and that's part of the technology for sure. And I think that the other point is that, yeah, the design time visualization in the VR environment, being able to make a design change and see that in the VR environment is really a key to design workflows. So depending on the different visualization solutions available, does the accuracy waver or tend to flux? I mean, there's a lot about, uh, you know, the way that you interact with the design itself and how accurately you can if you could see your hands inside the immersive experience and you can actually touch some of the parts and move them very accurately, again, is, is driven partly by hardware, but also by the connection with the design environment back in NX, for example. The more that you can do inside the, the virtual environment with haptics or with, with tracking, then the more fine-tuned the interactions with the actual model and uh, design can be. It's currently at its, it's at its infancy right now, I suppose. Of course, tech comes with its kinks. When's the last time you've had your computer freeze for a moment or a function take a little longer to buffer and load than usual? The good thing about this kind of tech is that there's a lot of hands on deck to make it work. It's all in the design and its designers. Todd, I know that you have experience as a product designer. Did you have any comments or experiences that you wanted to share with the audience? Yeah, I, you know, as I mentioned, I worked at a consumer products company in the Boston area, really world, world leading, dominated market segment in terms of consumer goods that they designed and developed and sold. As a design engineer, I we had a unique position in my group because we worked across the industrial design department and uh, did a lot of the engineering design as, as well as working in, in with the tooling and testing and, and production people. So we kind of got to see the whole process. And that process really started in the industrial design phase where they were working out scale and proportion and relationships. They were working out colors, materials and textures. This is a very costly 
part of a program when you're building prototypes and concepts. And, you know, in the old days, people built lots and lots of physical prototypes and concepts, and they would run hundreds versions of different color studies and materials and textures and just just because all to just get a few products on the executive management's take uh, you know desktop to look at and give feedback on or you know put them in the market group's hands to get feedback and make decisions and so as i mentioned in the concept phase we actually worked three prototypes in parallel with one another because we, in a sense, we held our own competitions for what the best product was going to be to the market. And so the whole point of this background is that visualization and, and the digital twin and visualization on the digital twin became critical. It became a critical cost saver to the programs, which could run in the hundreds of millions of dollars in the, for, on a single program. And it allowed at least a, a large set of, of the audience that was involved in decision-making, a means to early visualizations of the different concepts and to start being able to uh, visualize them and you know, sort of make decisions on them you know, well prior to having to do any sort of prototype and production tooling that was going to start adding, you know, adding costs and, and adding risk into a program mentioned, you know, how important scale and proportion and relationships are, as well as simulation of, of function of a product, all being able to do that on a digital twin. And not only doing that on the digital twin, but actually being able to do it on a very realistic representation of the digital twin, where you could actually, you know, see it in, in its near, you know, physically, you know, in its near real, real color and, and look and feel. And we had a particular program where, where we went through this process and the early start of the process didn't really, didn't really leverage the benefits of the digital twin and everything that we could do virtually right off the bat. And that program actually, I hate to say it, but it kind of got off to a rocky start because key things were missed in the design, key proportions were missed, key relationships were missed, which basically kind of got things off to a rocky start. But by switching gears and sort of re, you know regrouping and taking more advantage of, of what we could offer in, in, in the digital software, including the, the rendering and animation tools, we're able to sort of start, turn things around a bit. We're able to turn things around with getting the right scale and proportion down, having people evaluating that much more quickly. And things eventually started to accelerate and ended up on the right track. And actually that, that product ended up being one of the most successful products ever sold by that company, my company market. But I guess the whole point being that the value of this was doing it at design time in the early concept phases and being able to put people in front of a virtual representation of the product as possible. You know, at the end of the day, many companies still do end up with a physical prototype of, of their product, but they arrive at it at a much higher degree of confidence that the product that they physically built is the right product and is the product that's going to make it, you know, be successful, be successful in the market. I might also just end the story to say that, you know, visualization, in my view, always also spans across the simulation world. And again, being a tool where you can do all this in a single integrated environment where you could run design, run, create visualizations and virtual, you know, virtual representations, as well as run advanced Final element simulations and simulate, you know, what would happen to the product as it 
maybe as if you dropped it, what was it going to look like after you dropped it under the concrete? We could do that. We could actually simulate that with a high degree of fidelity. And we could also put the collars and materials in, in realistic, you know, behind it to show what, you know, what the product would look like. And that just became an indispensable tool to the point where, you know, we actually, you know, after some of the early days of, of doing all this, it actually just started to become second nature. It became part of the process. People believed it, you know, people were behind it and they, they knew that what they were seeing in the digital twin was in fact the way it was going to look and how it was going to work. And that made all the difference in the world for not only that program, but for, you know, subsequent programs down the road. Now we've mentioned VR technology a lot in our discussion. And for those that don't know, VR stands for virtual reality. If you're deep into the technology world, you may have heard some other realities. I know it's a little confusing, right? But stay with me. There's VR, we know that one. You also might have heard of augmented reality or AR or even mixed reality, MR. That's a lot of realities. So I had to ask our guests, what makes them all so different from each other? There's also XR as well, which is a, a fully encompassing term for all of those types of reality. But VR, virtual reality, that typically means an experience where you're putting on a headset and you're fully immersed and everything that you're looking at within that experience is CG generated. It's a fully computer graphics generated experience. AR is a different type of device, augmented reality, where you can actually see space around you as usual. But you're typically looking through some kind of transparent screen and you're seeing additional information, computer-generated information, overlaid on top of your display. Like it's, uh, you know, typically everything's fully simulated. Augmented reality is where, you know, you might be doing inspection inside a ship and looking where piping may be, but you're actually inside the ship, but you're seeing additional information about things or for servicing and things like that. That's where that can be useful. And mixed reality tends to be, could be AR, AR or VR, but uh, you could consider the example of having virtual reality experience of a car for car review, where there is actually part of the car has been fabricated. And imagine you could actually reach out and touch the door and open it, but in your virtual world, you're actually seeing the real car, whereas in reality, it may be a horribly painted car with strange fabricated things by the engineers all over the place, but you wouldn't be able to see that. So you're actually interacting with something in the physical world and seeing the result instantaneously being replayed inside the virtual world. So you might be able to go and sit inside the car, turn the steering wheel and everything that you touched then would be hooked up to sensors so that you could actually see, see the results in your virtual world. And this is kind of where a lot of the design time review stuff is going because in particular for executives and stakeholders, they really want to experience the products as though they were real. So they want to see exactly what they're going to look like, but they want to touch and feel them a bit like Todd was saying, whereas they used to have to manufacture hundreds of prototypes. Actually, you can um, reduce the amount of prototyping and replace it with, with a digital twin as well. XR is essentially a term that encapsulates VR, AR, or MR. Okay, I understand. Uh, yes, that no, makes sense um, then. There's so many yeah. different terms flying around, so that's helpful. <laughs> so I know that you had mentioned earlier when you were talking, Patty, about the early marketing with the design data. And so, Dave, could you talk a little bit about that and, and how that's working with the technology? 
I was wondering how to present this and thinking about marketing in general and, and what the consumer experience is. In some ways, that's always been the thing that has led led the way for how engineering and visualization in engineering has gone. So, you know, many years ago, consumers would just get single images of their products. And if there were 20 colors, you'd get 20 images, maybe on a website or in a newspaper. And now, you know, things have developed where manufacturers want to show all the variations of all their products. So if you look back, you know, five or 10 years, then you'd see, again, people putting things on their websites, which might have maybe 10,000 or 20,000 different images behind them that represented all the different variations of products through to today, where people are actually starting to directly interact, especially the car guys are, uh, are ahead in the field here. They're actually interacting live with dynamic interactive graphics on iPads or mobile devices and seeing all the product variations that are available. What's happening is that during the design time, as you know, as Todd and Patty were saying, then in order to get products signed off or to produce, you know, the best products or to increase, you know, the number of iterations that you're doing, people really need to see and feel almost the same experience that the consumers are feeling so that they can get a good idea of, you know, if I sign this thing off, then this is what I'm going to get. Are there other departments or organizations within companies and enterprises that would also be benefiting from this technology? That's a brilliant question. The answer is absolutely yes. I mean, yeah, virtual reality, it's being used on, on the factory floor. It's been used, starting to be used in either, you know, training, maintenance, and with the advent of the Internet of Things, uh, so-called, when people have their cars or devices or products that they've had delivered, actually, you, you need to know something about the exact model that you've got. So you actually need all the information, and, and that can include visual information. But if we're talking about visualization, you know, you need your specific variant and product, and you need to know how that particular one works. And so building as much of the digital twin in a way that you can actually visualize whether it's simulation, whether it's press this button to order a cup of tea, whatever it would be. If you can capture all of that, then the benefits are really high. Digital twin is not just not just the product that you're creating. It's the, it's the whole the way that you're manufacturing and all the way through to maintenance and all the way through to sales and marketing. It, it's the whole story. So some people are well ahead of the game. The auto guys are well ahead and other people are starting to see it and starting to talk about it and uh, i'm pretty sure they're going to join in soon as well thanks to patty todd and dave for coming on the show and sharing their insights on the world of design visualization and thank you for joining us on this episode of the next generation design podcast i'm jennifer piper siemens digital industry software is driving transformation to enable a digital enterprise where engineering, manufacturing, and electronics design meet tomorrow. Our Accelerator portfolio helps companies of all sizes create and leverage digital twins, which provide organizations with new insights, opportunities, and levels of automation to drive innovation. For more information on Siemens Digital Industry software products and services, visit www.sw.siemens.com. Com. Or you can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Siemens Digital Industry Software. 
where today meets tomorrow. 